Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, where we speak with hiring and recruiting experts from around the country to discuss tips that will help you in your job search. Today, we're looking at the topic of pre-interview preparation. Now, most of us know how important it is to do our homework on a company when we're preparing for a job interview there, but to get some specific and practical advice that we can apply to this topic, we're talking today with David Lewis, founder and CEO of Operations Inc., a human resources consulting firm based in Connecticut. Thanks so much for joining us, David. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks for having me. And so before we dive more deeply into this topic, could you give our listeners just a brief description of your experience in the human resources industry? Sure. I've been in HR. It's now 28 years. I started off in the headhunting space before going to work for two Fortune 500 companies in positions that included significant responsibility within the recruiting area. And in 2001, I started Operations, Inc., mostly initially as a human resources outsourcing and consulting firm for smaller businesses. But over the years, we've grown to include a substantial part on the recruiting side, where now we have a team of 10 dedicated resources as part of our 50-person organization who just do recruiting for clients. Okay. And so since you work with a lot of employers, people who are looking for positions, why would you say that this topic of studying up on a potential employer or company is such an important part of the job-seeking process? Well, I think in short, it's because it can be the difference between whether you get the job or not. And we are working 10 times harder these days, or so it seems, for anybody who's looked for a job to actually get the interview, that it just seems incredibly frustrating and difficult to understand why candidates go in working so hard to get the interview and then fail to meet a specific component of the interview and do it well. Right. And so what are some of the best ways you would say are to study up or learn about a company prior to a job interview? Well, I think the obvious one is to go to the company's website Mm -hmm. and review the information that's posted there. But, you know, like anybody else, the company's website is a form of propaganda. It's Mm -hmm. got a lot of marketing information that is talking from the perspective of the company. So it's important to look for other sources as well. And by searching a company using any search engine like Google or Yahoo or Bing, you can find articles that have written about the organization. You can find blogs that have been posted. You may even go to some of the sites that claim to have information from credible resources who used to work for the company. And you can take all that information and digest it into kind of a more complete view from the outside of what the company's about before you walk in for that interview. And would you ever suggest uh, maybe trying to reach out to someone within the company just to ask for some more information about what they do or what the company does? Or is that something that's more off limits? No, I don't think it's off limits. I think in many cases, the educated and effective job seeker these days probably is doing something like that in order to first get the interview. They're going to their LinkedIn page. They're taking a look at anybody they're connected to that has a connection with that firm and maybe being able to use that person to help get them in the door. I think the same approach can be said and and is a solid approach after you do get the interview, but before you first walk in. Finding a connection, finding somebody in the organization, and talking to them, I think, can be helpful. 
I think, again, just like anything else, like we talked about the propaganda that's put out perhaps by the company and what Mm -hmm. they put on their website, you're also getting one person's perspective on the company. So you have to take that with a grain of salt, especially if the individual you're talking to either is someone you don't know that well, so you're not sure what axes they may have to grind, Mm -hmm. or maybe you do know them really well, and, you know, maybe they are or they're not a good judge of those situations. So I think you can get it, you get more information um, uh, from a lot of different sources. I think that's helpful than getting it from any one. And then it'll give you a better feel and perspective on whether this place is a right fit for you before you get there. And so when you're looking for this information, what are some specific things that you should know about a company before you arrive at the interview? I think it's important to understand what business they're in, who their competitors are some sense of the history of the organization. I think it's also helpful to learn a bit more about what the rest of the world says about the organization and what they've been writing about them, if it's a large enough company to have warranted some level of coverage. Uh, Again, I think that goes back to the idea of having a well-rounded perspective. And, you know, understanding those components and perhaps what you can garner in terms of company culture from the readings that you do will put you in a better position to ask some better questions, more educated questions that either validate that perspective or help correct it. And so then when you're in the middle of the interview and the interviewer is asking you a question, how can you appropriately incorporate the knowledge that you learned or that you found into your response? You know, I think... It's funny, it's easier for me to point out the the things that you don't do. I'm not a big fan of somebody sort of showing me very overtly that they've read about the company. Because part of the concern I have is that in regurgitating back that information to me, there's no guarantee that you read accurate information. There's no guarantee that you read accurate data or understood it completely. So I think to that end, Trying to get some validation on what you understood in your responses would be helpful. So if somebody sits there and says, you know, well, tell me a little bit about, you know, you working in a dynamic culture or a team environment, coming back to them and saying, well, first of all, it sounds like from what I understand that your environment has a dynamic culture to it from the things I read on your website, from the things I saw in these pages, and from the things I read in this article or that article. Is that accurate? Hmm. Get some validation versus try to suddenly kind of go out there and and almost brag that you're a subject matter expert when you've never worked in the organization at all. I think that's helpful. I think if there's ways to equate what you've done in the industry to what they're doing and you have solid understanding of their place in the industry, then I think that's a good thing to do as well. Say, well, you know, just like your organization, XYZ Co., where I work now, is in the widget business And, you know, we've come across your organization certainly from time to time with prospects that we've tried to win as clients but have ultimately gone to you. But I think, and again, you go in that path of of trying to draw those comparisons and those comparisons could help you. Again, you just have to be careful, I think, of how you present that information. Because if you present it as fact versus as perception, your facts may not be correct. And correcting somebody in that instance as it relates to having the, the interviewer do that can be a bit uncomfortable 
And it can also be off-putting for the interviewer to have somebody essentially assume that they know everything when in fact they really don't and they're demonstrating it by the information they're sharing. Right. And so it sounds like the best approach is to be a little bit cautious, not to assume that everything you've read is completely accurate, but to take some general ideas and kind of explore it with the interviewer during the interview. Correct. And, and I would couch most of those things by, you know, if, especially if you're being asked questions in the course of the interview. Um, if you're going to throw company information out, or more specifically, your perceptions of the company, then I would couch it that way. I would say, well, you know, actually, I have some questions for you, which hopefully we'll get to later about your culture and about your business approach and about your place in the industry. But so far from what I'm, I've read, it implies this or it implies that. That hedge, I think, is very valuable because it also demonstrates a level of open-mindedness. It demonstrates a level of understanding of where your place is in that interview. It may even demonstrate a level of understanding that not everything you read is completely accurate or complete. You know, and some of the worst interviewers may throw the company's marketing people under the bus in an interview and say, oh, yeah, that's what they say on the website, but in actuality, there's nothing like that here. You're better off um, not having to be corrected on perceptions in a negative way, but instead in a positive way. Right. And so that kind of leads into uh, another question I had, which was, is there ever a point when your knowledge of the company may seem too excessive during the interview? Oh, absolutely. And again, that comes back to how you present that information and how you position all of it. If you're couching your recital of what you know about the company as, I know this, and I know that, and it's clear this, and you're, you're putting it and, and qualifying it in absolutes as if to imply you're a subject matter expert. Again, there's an inherent danger in that because your knowledge is still all from what you've read or heard versus what you've experienced. And to your point, you could fall into that category of sort of a corporate stalker, per se, mm -hmm. where the amount of information that you have, instead of serving you and making you look like a well-educated job candidate, now starts to turn you into more of an obsessed fan. That in itself, while it may be in some cases perceived as a badge of honor, in other cases may just be off-putting for the interviewer. Right. And there's no way you can know which way the interviewer will take it. Correct. So you don't want to lay it on too thick. You don't want to get too intense. And again, I think you, you want to respect your place here. The person you're being interviewed by knows more than you do. And if you accept that going into the interview, and if you respect that, I think the interview will have a more positive outcome than if you essentially attempt to prove yourself to be a subject matter expert on the company without ever having worked there before. Now, so when it comes your turn to ask the questions to the interviewer, what type of questions should you be asking? Well, to start, you should have questions prepared for every single person who interviews you. I don't care if you've seen 13 people and you've asked them all the same question. That's okay. Mm -hmm. um, but don't, don't make the mistake of assuming that the person who's asking you, you if you have any questions doesn't want to answer questions or assumes that you've already talked to all these other people, so you've probably gotten enough information. Each person's different. Each person is going to have a different take. And 
They're also not just asking you for the purpose of you being able to get more information. They're asking you for purposes of understanding what's important to you and how you communicate and how you assemble your thoughts and how, how well you've been listening during the course of that discussion. And if you don't ask anything, you're, you're sinking yourself and potentially sinking your chances of that job. Now, now back to the questions. I think you've got to ask questions that are you know, clearly about things like culture, about the job itself, maybe um, about the uh, interviewer's experience to that point, meaning, you know, when did they start with the company? How long have they been there? Why is this position open? What happened to the last two or three people that were in this job? Can you tell me about the most successful employee in your department and where, they've, where they started and where they've gone? Now, again, I don't like filling people's question list up because I want them to be asking questions that are of import to them. So if you're not overly ambitious or if you really don't care about the path, then you know, focusing your attention more so on what information is going to help you decide if this is the right place for you. What information is going to help you decide if this is the right company for you. And you know, staying away from asking questions about time off and liberal policies towards employee lateness and faux pas like that, I think will give you a good shot at sort of rounding you out as a candidate during the course of the interview experience. And so you recommend having at least one question for each person who's interviewing you, correct? I would actually recommend you come in with at least three. At least three, okay. And because you could wind up with questions that the person's already clearly answered during the course of the interview to that point, I'd actually say the number is probably closer to 10. Because, again, you're going to find amongst 10 questions two or three that you're going to want to ask anyway and will likely not have been covered before. I personally find it problematic when a candidate I'm interviewing has nothing to ask me. I won't say that it completely eliminates you as a candidate, but it significantly hurts your chances, at least in my organization, if you've got nothing to ask me during the course of that interview. Definitely. So it sounds like a lot of research, uh, possibly reaching out to people within the company, and then definitely preparing to have questions during the interview are probably the most important parts of this topic. Absolutely. So then uh, we actually were running out of time, but I always like to give the guest uh, 30 seconds at the end to kind of just give a last little bit of advice that you'd like to give the listeners on this topic. So do you have anything that you'd like to say kind of to just give someone to take away from this subject? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, a lot of job seekers are out there looking at multiple jobs constantly. It's important to keep track of your job search, just like any other project, so that you know what ad you responded to, so that you know who referred you in, so that you can refer back to that information when hopefully it turns into an interview. And that preparation from the get-go in your job search is going to serve you well in all the things we just discussed. You'll be better at asking questions. You'll be better at answering them. You'll be a better candidate. And, you know, employers these days are looking for people who come in well-prepared. You come in well-prepared, you're, you're winning 80% of the battle in your effort to walk out of there with an offer. And with that final bit of advice, we'll wrap up our show now. 
We've been exploring the topic of pre-interview preparation and the importance of studying up on a company before a job interview. Joining us was David Lewis of Operations, Inc. You can learn more about his company by visiting operationsinc.com. David, thank you again for bringing our listeners your knowledge and experience on the subject. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And as always, we love to hear from our listeners as well. So if you have a comment on this topic or a suggestion of another subject to cover on the show, please email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm your host, Jenna Konar, wishing you the best of luck in your job search. 